This is University Radio Bath. Good morning. Welcome to A&E Politics on this freezing Friday. Freezing Friday morning. Um, I'm Emily and I'm here with... I'm Adam. Adam. I'm, uh, we're back with less me channel this week. Yes. So there's less uh, <laughs> loud... Um, boop, boop, boop. Booping, yeah. Yeah, it's always good. Um, Uh, And we have two guests in the studio with us today. We've got Bailey, a returning guest. Friend of the pod. Back by popular demand. (laughs) And my lovely housemate, Lexi. Hello, everyone. Uh, Should I introduce myself? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a second year student in international management, and I also happen to be French. So I'll be uh, giving you kind of an external point of view on British politics. Yes. (laughs) Our EU correspondent, Lexi, there. Um, So, yeah, let's. Let's get on with the show. That is a disgrace. You're reassured, I'm reassured. Not another one. Mistakes were made. Peppa Pig World. Thinks he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. The truth is he's Jabba the Hutt. He lived rent-free in his head. Hello and welcome back. So anyone listening live today, well done, because apparently the website's all down. So we might have about one person as opposed to our normal seven. So hello and welcome. So today we're going to be discussing quite a lot of things, British politics, American politics, and then we've got some games to play a little bit later. And we might yes. touch on some what's been happening in the World Cup and stuff. So without further ado, let's get straight on with... What on earth is going on in the House of Commons? Fantastic. So, the UK government is attempting to pass a Bill of Rights reforming the law relating to human rights in the UK. Um, we have an uncodified constitution, so we have no statutory set of rights like an American system. They always talk about their Bill of Rights. So what our current government is trying to do is impose a um, Bill of Rights onto us as opposed to using the ECHR, yeah. which is the European Court of Human Rights. Um, so the ECHR, as I just said, is what governs rights in the UK at the moment. It's not part of the EU. It's kind of our... We, it's an European body which protects rights for citizens across um, Europe. And what this current Bill of Rights is trying to do is um, take the authority away from this European court and give it back to UK courts. And it's a kind of initiative pushed forward by the current Justice Secretary, Dominic Raab, and um, the, obviously the current government. Um, so what yeah. has been happening with... What's ECHR done this year, Emily? Notably, so, which would annoy the government and make yeah, them not Yeah, so that's to. the thing is it's not... They're doing this, they're passing this Bill of Rights for kind of for the ulterior motive that the Rwanda policy, yeah. of course, you know, the famous, let's just ship people off to that safe place, Rwanda. We love a bit of Rwanda. Um, so they, the government had, what was it, seven people on a half a million pound It eventually ended up plane. being one, didn't it? I think it was one. But one the... Person. Uh, ECHR then grounded that flight and said it cannot go because it goes against human rights. Yeah. And so the government have gone, right, well, if we're not allowed to do this because the ECHR says no, then we'll just leave the ECHR yeah. and just come up with our own human rights. Uh, it's a good tactic. And also, I think it's worth pointing out, the ECHR didn't even say that this flight is illegal. The ECHR said... Because the UK courts are currently looking into whether or not it's illegal because yeah. it breaks international law potentially. Like, that's, that's what they're looking into. The ECHR said you can't take the flight until the UK courts decided. Yeah. So they didn't, even, they didn't even rule on whether or not it was illegal. No. They just said wait for the UK courts. So this idea that we need to take power back from the ECHR and put it into UK courts 
and this is the government that was trying to bypass UK courts anyway because the UK court haven't made yeah. a ruling yet because obviously court rulings take a long time. I think yeah. we know that. Um, so the bill also reduces the power of citizens to hold government to account. Um, it would make, this is a quote, it would make it harder for people to bring human rights claims by introducing a permission stage, requiring them to prove that they suffered significant disadvantage. The government says this is necessary, necessary to weed out trivial cases. So this, obviously the bill hasn't passed yet, it's currently in the second reading of yeah. the, um, of, but this would potentially make it harder for people in the UK to protect their own rights, which, again, this is an opinion show. There's definitely the people who use the court system and kind of use, fr like, waste time in the court system by doing kind of fraudulent cases and stuff, but um, I would argue that this bill, and we shouldn't leave the ECHR because I think the, the kind of protection we get as citizens from the ECHR is much, much more important and better than this Bill of Rights will give yeah. for quite a few reasons because the... Um, it's kind of a bit of a rant now from me, but um, the... We have an uncodified constitution, which means that we, and also our parliament is sovereign, which means our parliament can rule on anything at any time. So it doesn't take a ma massive majority of MPs in the House of Commons to overturn an individual right. Perfect examples of this are when we had terrorists, I'm, I'm using air quotes, obviously it's not, you can't see that, but I'm using air quotes. We had terrorists in the UK and we usurped the right to free trial for them because we wanted to put them straight into prison. And I yeah. think that, um, and setting aside the kind of ethics of that um, because it's with their alleged terrorists and stuff but taking away people's human rights that easily I mm. don't think should be an option and something the ECHR does that the Bill of Rights would not do is allows the other courts from other places to supersede um, our legislator, legislative and our legislative supersedes the UK courts yeah. so it's, I think it's a negative Yeah, no and it just feels like a kind of advancement on all this Euro scepticism it's like just because it's got the word European in the, in the title our <laughs> government are like we hate you you're trying to restrict us it's like no just uh, it just it's so it brings petty. a whole new minute to Brexit it means Brexit because yeah. this is not part of the EU we joined no. this before we joined the EU nothing to do with the EU members of there's members of this court who aren't part of the European Union so it's it's a, a completely it's just this kind of anti-Europe culture yeah. that we've yeah. really kind of engaged in like the xenophobia really just continues even, even when it's a good though, thing it? yeah, yeah. 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 it means Brexit Brexit yeah. means Brexit <laughs> it, means, it means leaving every single EU institution and except Eurovision except Eurovision no, we must we're gonna, I guarantee we're going to come out of that at some point we're normally, hosting it no we're hosting yeah. it but only Stop. pity because Ukraine currently is that is project unable theory. to host it that yeah <laughs> <Even Europe. laughs> starting project no I, I I'm a big fan of Eurovision um, I love it I'm yeah so basically uh, we're going to move on in a moment to what's actually in this Bill of Rights yes. so we talked about why uh, we, it's a negative but before we do that I want to play this clip of um, which I think kind of sums up the whole European project and Nigel Farage's opinions on it. If you were listening last week, you know that we're not the biggest fans on this opinion what? show about <laughs> Nigel Farage. And there was this, uh, this, this a couple of years ago now, there's this caller on LBC who had a conversation with Nigel Farage and it is, I think, very, very funny. So I'm going to play this clip for you now. A bit sorry for Boris, Mark, or not? That's where I've been for the last few years. I, I've got to say, I, I, I'm, I, I'm uh, immensely um, grateful to you for everything you've done in British politics over the last few years. Uh, I used to be a an ardent Remain. I voted Remain. I believed in the European project. Mm -hmm. uh, I believed that staying in the European Union was the best thing for us. And then something happened, and 
something monumental happened. I, it completely changed my my opinion on on the, the whole situation. What uh, what was that monumental thing, Mark? I, I was kicked in the head by a horse. Right, very good. Okay. I just wanted to bring that clip in because I think it's funny. It is funny. Um, it's it is funny. Just, just, like, just the brilliant one-two on Farage because he's yeah. like, oh, what's the one you think? He's oh, like, is it me? All, Did that, I change your life? I changed your opinion. It's like, no, I got kicked no, in the head by a horse. Um, excellent. So, so funny. So, so British. Just That is. makes me proud to be British. Exactly. Everything oh, else. Attitude, attitude. Because you're like... At the start, you're like, oh, no, here we oh, go. Another no. Brexit believer. And oh, then, another one. No, another <laughs> one. But, yeah, exactly. So what's actually in this Bill of Rights? So the Bill of Rights, controversially for the government, but clearly the bare minimum for kind of civil liberties, mm. includes abortion access as a human right, which, yeah, <gasps> we all agree that that is yep. the case. But yeah. yep. for the Conservative Party, which has members like Jacob Rees-Mogg, who coincidentally is actually the MP for this area. This, currently, right now, we where we are sitting. We are sitting in... Jacob oh, Rees-Mogg's constituency yeah. of Bath and North East Somerset. No, I he, thought it was he, Li- Lydia. No, Lady she's Arden. she's for Bath. We are not in she Bath gets, like, right now. She gets surrounded by Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yeah, Ooh, which is worse. not a position. I, yeah, you don't not. want to be surrounded by Jacob Rees-Mogg. But his opinions on abortion are archaic. We have a clip of Jacob Rees-Mogg talking about how he thinks. And he's asked, and you'll hear it in the clip, he's asked a direct question about whether abortion should be allowed in the case of rape and incest and have a listen to his response. It is the greatest sadness that the number of abortions that take place each year take place. Would he support the rights of women to choose to have an abortion were they a victim of rape or incest? I think the destruction of life is wrong. I do not believe that you should say that a new life should be destroyed. I do not believe that is the right of the state. So, um, I'm, I, th- I think the male opinion on abortion is over-talked about, so I'm going <laughs> to kind of hand the floor a little bit to my uh, co-hosts here, but I just think, obviously, completely apparent views and this kind of attitude that women's bodies and lives are the control and under the control of, the, um, of what men and our control is, I think, just such an abhorrent view, and it's kind of coming back in a really dangerous way this year. Yeah. And I think we need to... We need to we were all thinking about it happening in America, I think, and, you know, with the overturn of Roe v. Wade and the abortion access in America now not being guaranteed, I think we all kind of kind of pat ourselves on the back for the fact that we live in a country where we kind of all agree on abortion, but the people that are in power in America turning overturning these rights have access to power here in the exact same way, because Jacob Rees-Mogg was energy secretary under the last government. Yeah, I think our, our cultures are so linked that anything that happens in America does have an effect here. Um, I, I do don't think it's even just Britain, it's all over the world. Yeah, yeah, or like America's mm. culture is so just... Predominant. Yeah, like, worldwide. Yeah. But I do also think that, um, like, it's a, it is a bigger problem in the US than it is here. But that being said, that it isn't a, it isn't a problem here. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to under talk about it here and I do but I do think people like Jacob Rees-Mogg he he is irrelevant like people are giving him people are giving him a platform to have an opinion on something that he that he just it doesn't matter obviously it's an awful opinion but like I just think people are letting him say stuff 
for the sake of having him say stuff yeah. when yeah. it's not up to him. And he has... What power does he really have mm. over this? There's this dangerous little sect, I think, of the Conservative Party and the Conservative membership base, which sees Jacob Rees-Mogg as quite a funny figure and an yeah. undangerous one, an unthreatening one, because he's... You know, he dresses like he's still in the 1930s. Yeah. He talks in a very, very kind of stereotypical British way. But his views are properly dangerous, and yeah. this man has genuine access to power. Well, I just want to cut in and say I don't think that we're thinking of it in the right way in terms of blaming America. Like, if we look at Northern Ireland, for example, yeah, that's true. October 2019, if Stormont hadn't collapsed, people in Northern Ireland wouldn't be able Very to true. get an abortion yeah. or a same-sex marriage license. And also, they still can't to this day because you still have the DUP or the Sinn Féin is doing much yeah. better. I don't think it's as far off an issue as people think it is. Um, yeah. Like, it definitely is an element of this American superculture. I think it was that MP that came out recently that said, oh, maybe we need to be having a discussion about yeah. it. Yeah. And, but it definitely is the case with, I think, the Conservative Party, where yeah. they yeah. maybe... Um, they do have this weird ability to be able to put forward some progressive legislation despite the fact yeah. that the majority of their members yeah, yeah, are opposed yeah. to it. I mean, if you look at the Same-Sex Marriage Act 2014... They were against it. The majority was against it in the Conservative Party. If it mm. wasn't for all the Labour MPs, Caroline Lucas in her little green seat in Brighton, <laughs> I love you know, Lucas. it wouldn't have gotten through. But it's credited to David Cameron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, I think, Lexi, I, France yeah. have been doing something right, haven't exactly. they? Exactly. I think there's a lot of talk going on around abortion since like Roe versus Swed. Uh, it's not only in the US, but also all around Europe. Uh, we can know, like in Malta, for instance, abortion is still not legal. Uh, it has been made much harder in Poland recently. And so all this talk about making abortion legal and um, writing it in the Bill of Rights, for instance, in the UK, uh, we can also find it in France. So there was a low proposal for the right to abortion to be listed in the Constitution opposed to as just in the low mm. that has just been voted by our chamber. So I think uh, it's really showing a will to consider this as a basic human right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, opposed yeah. to women's rights. And I think that it's really important to make this distinction kind of between human and women's rights mm. be because like... It's, yeah. it's just like a basic need um, that they're considering and... Um, yeah, so enshrining it in the constitution would be considering it as an individual freedom yeah. of yeah. right. See, I do I do find it quite difficult to like talk about abortion not because just be, just because it seems so mad to me that mm. people care that much about mm. other like if I just think look, if you want if you don't want to have an abortion, don't have one. And if you do, then do. And I just so I find it so ridiculous that that this this man who dresses like a Victorian hmm. has children <laughs> whose names are about ten words long, mm. like thinks that he can thinks that it's his place yeah. to have an opinion on what half the population can do. I, I just it, it I find it so just strange. It's that, also just like I think part of like right wing often again opinion show uh, politics is often. Uh, seemingly, especially at the moment, about kind of dividing and its patriarchy has been a feature of capitalism for a long, yeah. long time. And I think the right wing, who are benefiting massively from this system, want to keep pushing it in the same way because that you can't have pushing 
child rearing onto women also pushes women into the home because it does because they have to have the child obviously the the husband or the you know the man in this relationship can take care of the child once it's born but there's a certain level of where the woman has to take time out to take care of the baby or to to give birth to the baby has to take time out because of what she's the, the major biological event she's going through and that pushes women away from the like kind of capitalist masculine labor but the problem that these people again opinion show always kind of forget is that without that side this kind of invisible economy we wouldn't have a sixth you know if we didn't have mothers none of us would be here if we didn't have people who took the time out to raise us as people we wouldn't be able to join the workforce when we're older and this kind of segregation of man's world and woman's world and pushing women into the home and the domestic labor of having children and forcing them to have children because they don't have a right to health care is is part of this old system of capitalism where it's very men dominated and trying to control women's bodies I in think lots of ways. I, I think it's definitely what you said about an old system. I think it is traditionally the nuclear family from a neoliberal capitalist society is the best family model. You know, you've got the male worker, the female worker at home, and then the two kids, they raise them. It's a mobile unit that can move across the country depending on where he has to go to work. We are in a society now where yeah. you need both mum and dad to go to work and they still can't pay their heat and electricity yeah. bills. You know, you've got yeah. the female worker working and spending all her wage just on childcare costs. Yeah. I think it speaks, this, this abortion issue speaks to the fact that the right wing, of course, this is an opinion show, and this is my opinion. It just shows that right wing ways of thinking they aren't they don't work anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think all the discussion around abortion and people being against it is killing babies or fetuses or whatever yeah. and never really considering the whole impact of having a child on a woman's life in general. Yeah. Well, on anyone's life. It's like yeah. it's a major medical event. As well. Also like something I find really annoying about this conversation is not this specific conversation, <laughs> but the conversation about abortion. Yeah. Is we always you? everyone agrees that it's like if someone's raped or it's incest, then they shouldn't, like, everyone should have a right to abortion there. Yeah. Everyone should have a right to abortion anyway. Yeah. Even if you yeah. just don't want to use contraception, you should have a right to an abortion mm. because it's your body and you can choose what to do with it. Yeah. And the fact that we, we prioritise the lives of, like, embryos, which aren't life yet, over the very, very real impacts that this would have on people and the person yeah. who currently yeah. exists in the world is massively, massively offensive because obviously people who've been raped should have a right to abortion but so should every single woman so should every single person who's able to have a child that it's not a question of no one should have abortions they should just use contraception and stuff until unless they're raped and then they should be access to abortion because there's so many reasons why people should be able to have access to abortion but one of the main ones that I think we often don't talk about is because they want one and that's that's fine too they should be allowed to have that right yeah you shouldn't have to justify like yeah, because this is the thing. It's like, oh, these are the exceptions, blah, 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 blah. You have to, you have to justify this. Because then there's almost a kind of inherent shame if you're, mm. if you're having to come yeah, up with, an, a, with a reason that's oh, good enough to deserve one. Yeah. Then, then, there's just, then there's like a shame a, a, attached with that. Yeah, it should just be, if you want to have one, have one. Yeah, and that's and a, if you don't, then don't. Right. And just leave everyone else alone. And exactly. it's like, yeah, oh, it makes me so just annoyed. I just feel we're only considering the impact on the woman's body and not on the woman's life enough. So everyone's saying your body, your choice, but I want to say so so your life that's going to be impacted for ages after that. And that needs to be taken into consideration. And all the pressure that is in society around motherhood uh, and women needing to have children just really needs to shift, in my opinion. 
Yeah, no, I, I like that opinion. That's a good Thank opinion. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's an opinion show, and we agree with this opinion. Yes. Um, so we briefly touched on how kind of America's talked. Like we all know about the Dobbs decision, which is the decision the Supreme Court overturned uh, Roe v. Wade. I just want to point out that that this kind of civil liberty in America has won every single ballot measure in the midterms, even in states like Kansas and Arkansas, which are very very Republican. They had abortion ballot measures on, which would basically protect the right to abortion in those states because what the Supreme Court did is they haven't said you can't have an abortion, they've just overturned the federal, which is like the big government, the Joe Biden, the kind of Congress one, they've turned away the big government right that guarantees abortion, so what they've said now is each individual state can choose, it's like the equivalent of your local council deciding whether you can have an abortion, so some states have abortion bans, some don't. Kansas, for example, had an abortion ban, but since they've passed this um, measure, then they're going to in, in, uh, put the constitutional rights to abortion into their into the individual state constitution, and it just it just shows that I think that even these people who I would disagree on on most things, these are still people who voted for Republicans, people who tried to overturn the last election, people who agreed with Donald Trump's, in my opinion, massively racist rhetoric still believe that women should have the right to an abortion. It's a really an issue that we, like, shouldn't talk about anymore. Because, I mean, it's the... That's the thing. Sometimes with the Conservatives, like, it just feels like they're going, right, well, we haven't said anything controversial for a while, <laughs> so what What have we not talked <laughs> about for, for a few years? And we'll just bring that back up just to piss everyone <laughs> off. It's the only thing they can do, though. Have you noticed every time there's an election... There is always the issue of migration and immigration. Yeah. And it's, yeah. if you look at the numbers, you compare Tony Blair New Labour to now, yeah. Tony Blair deported more people. Yeah. Oh. Like, it is a huge talking point amongst the voter yeah. bloc. It's that whole appealing to the Workington Man thing, which, mm. of course, this is an opinion show, but, like, as a sociologist with political interests, it's that kind of thing that really appeals to me. It is yeah. the... It's the only way for them to get it across. I mean, Brexit is a cultural issue. This trans-exclusionary, radical feminist approach is a culture issue. Can you actually give me an argument that the Conservatives can win that isn't a culture issue? Look at their economic argument under Liz Truss. Mm. They're now giving away free money with our energy bills. Like, the problems of today they do not have a conservative solution for. So they've got to make up new problems. Yeah. But remember, guys, yeah. they are a compassionate conservative party. Yeah. They keep telling wow. us that, so I think we should just believe them. And they're going to deliver. They are going I to deliver. I don't know what. what. are they delivering? They're going to deliver like Hermes, just like yeah, chuck it at them. Yeah, they're going to chuck it over the... Oh. Yeah, fantastic. Well, um, obviously, it's been quite a heavy section <sighs> of the segment, Ooh. but we'll come yeah. back and we'll talk about... Uh, Nazism. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so nice and it's a, it's a nice light show today, guys. You are B. Hello. Welcome, well, welcome, welcome back. back. Yeah. So we're going to move on from the very, very light conversation about abortion rights in the UK and the um, US to yes. generally what's going on in the US. Um, so there, I think we all know who President Trump was. Who's that? <laughs> Never heard of him. No idea um, who that man is. Uh, See, he's, Wait, in, he's, he's in here the room today. today. <laughs> this uh, is quite the interview. This is incredible stuff. So, um, over the weekend, there was quite a big storm over the fact that Donald Trump, who's now announced, as we I think covered two weeks ago on our show, uh, he's running again to be president in 2024 to make America great, strong, and beautiful again. I, something along those lines. It's not as good. Did as he? Could he not achieve that America the first time? No, he kind of failed. I'd he say. did. He's going to make Opinion it even greater. Um, but yeah, again, so again. he had dinner with Nick Fuentes. Kanye West and a boy called Milo Yiannopoulos. Now, these three people are 
I think we all know a little bit about what's going on with you Kanye, know, so we'll touch that in a minute. You know um, that game when they go, if you could have dinner with three people, who would it be? Like, this is the most evil. Like, this is the, the dinner of hell. Like. Yeah. Nightmare blunt rotation. He just told the worst three people available. So Nick Fuentes, let's go through him first, because I think he's probably the least well-known from everyone here. He is yeah. a genuine... This is an opinion show, but this is just how he describes himself. He is a Nazi. He believes that we should go back to segregation eras. He like has has talked about Hitler being an idol. He's this man is a, a literal Nazi. He's not like a kind of someone who you know skirts around Nazi not ideology. Half Nazi, He's, he just believes Nazi. in the idea that we should segregate society. Jews should leave America and they should like live in a kind of a fortress of white Aryan. This this man nice. was dining with the let's be honest because of America potential next president of the United States. Like, let's not write him off because we did that in twenty sixteen. But also he was he the president. Like yeah. that's enough as, as it yeah, is. Yeah. A president was sitting having dinner with him mm. and and so there's there's two other people. But just on Nick Fuentes oh, first. No, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> so Nick Fuentes first. Donald Trump has refused to denounce him since because his excuse was. Oh, I was just having dinner with Kanye West. He didn't say anything anti-Semitic. I didn't know mm. who he was. Since then, everyone's been saying to him, this man is a Nazi, because he is. Opinion show, but he is. And Donald Trump has still refused to condemn him and his ideology, saying that he was nice to me, no. and he, they agreed with their ideas. Because if he condemns him, he condemns his supporters. Well, no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But he wants his votes, and this is this is the thing. But And then also, uh, uh, Miley Yiannopoulos, very, very quickly, was kind of a syndicated author. He pretended... Well, he... He said he was gay for multiple years, and apparently he uh, now isn't. I Can think I? he's confusingly uh, back and forth on this, Bailey. Oh, I have so much to say about Milo Yiannopoulos, but you know he's from Kent. He Is went he? to he went to Simon Langton in Canterbury. He was born in Chatham, where my uncle owns a pub. Oh. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the pub. Shout out to Chatham. I cannot stand this man. Um, he was expelled from Cambridge. Um, he applied well no he read English and got expelled from Wolfson College which was the one that I went for um, <laughs> he got expelled from University of Manchester anyway. no. um, well, but do you know how he refers to his husband that he uses to get American green card citizenship no, no he said in I believe 2017 or 2021 you know one of them um, that he is no longer his husband he's been demoted to housemate so they still live together. He still claims citizenship wow. from him. And that is how he gets to stay in the United States. An altogether horrible person. Yeah, and if if I was the husband saying demoted to housemate, I'd be like right? upgraded if I'm not <laughs> married to you. <laughs> Oh, just um, also, in this, like just <laughs> some of his quotes, he's defended um, adult people having uh, relationships with 13 year olds. So, just Oof. like opinion show but he's genuinely defended paedophilia like that's just what that is what is wrong with people and then he had dinner with with these two people and obviously Kanye West and we're going to focus on him a little bit because when we were prepping the show this week we hadn't seen the interview that he then did with Alex Jones so before the interview with Alex Jones Kanye West wore a White Lives Matter t-shirt to some concerts and now obviously that's a kind of veiled political statement because I think we all again opinion show know that White Lives Matter Already, white lives are not the ones being prosecuted on, like in the systemic, systemic yeah. level. Yep. Um, he also tweeted, "I'm going to go Death Con three on Jewish people." He also um, he said that 
This is all from his Twitter. The funny thing is I can't be anti-Semitic because black people are actually Jew also. You guys have toyed with me and tried to blackball anyone who opposes your agenda. It feeds into this ideology that there's the really, really anti-Semitic and awful ideology that Jews are the kind of puppet masters of the world. They're really rich and they're controlling everyone, this kind of deep state that Trump also espouses. That they're controlling everything and they're they're you know evil and they're just greedy and money and they just want all of this. And it's this really, really dangerous rhetoric coming from one of the most popular artists in the world. Yeah. It's Spotify Wrapped Week. I think he was in the top five most listened really? to artists wow. in the Songs States are rubbish. Just, that's my hot take <laughs> it's, of the week. It's 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 genuinely dangerous and I know there's an argument about taking the art away from the artist but this man is profiting off this and all the people who are trying to defend Kanye saying he's a free thinker and he's just absolutely over the line here being massively anti-Semitic and that was before this current interview and in this current interview he genuinely said I didn't get the clip of it because I was listening to it this morning on the way up to campus today he said there's a lot to like in Hitler Hitler did not kill six million Jews and the Holocaust did not happen as everyone said it was. Yeah, I I genuinely think that Kanye West has had some sort of breakdown. Like, yeah. he, he needs some serious psychiatric. Well, yeah, but that's oh, no news. Yeah. It's, it's not news, but yeah. It's a difficult, I think, conversation because he does have, I believe, bipolar personality yeah. disorder. Yeah. But then again, you can't just say, oh, he's having a breakdown. No, 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 I'm not excusing it. Yeah, but I'm like, it's this weird excuse that people are saying, like, oh, he's bipolar, so... No. Um, he actually doesn't think this. But, like, that, like, surely if you're having a breakdown, that doesn't excuse what he's saying. Like, Obviously I heard someone not. say today that, oh, uh, the divorce with Kim is just finalised. This is him just trying to, like, flex his muscles and be able to do but the most outrageous thing. People again. get divorced no. all the time and they don't... Yeah, like, you don't, like, they don't go and you don't have to. show. It's not part of the contract that you have to then become yeah. anti-Semitic. Like, that's not how... It's like, reminder, he literally makes Alex Jones look... Okay. But Alex <laughs> Jones. Alex Jones was saying to him. Alex Jones, the man who says that people who were killed in school shootings were crisis actors. This man, mm-hmm. who's currently being, who's been found guilty of of spreading that misinformation, yeah. he's was saying you don't actually think that you're like you're not actually a Hitler supporter. He's gone too far to the right and to off the wacky train track of Alex Jones. Yeah. Also, not Alex Jones from the one show, like yeah. I like I thought for quite it's, a this while. This is the Alex Jones who didn't want them putting fluoride in the water to turn the frogs gay. This is that. This is Alex Jones who, yeah. again, he Make says some funny thing. things, but he's also massively dangerous. And the mm. calm he causes people with the mm. kind of misinformation and vile he spreads opinion show uh, is is genuinely dangerous, and it's hurt so so many people's. Uh, lives and including the families of the school shooting and the victims and I just think that oh, yeah, yeah. we need to have a proper conversation about Kanye West and the rhetoric he's about like the, this kind of massively vile anti-semitism do we need to have the about. conversation though because I feel like we've had it we've had this just consensus in society that oh if someone says something like that you get rid of them yeah. but then you have the likes of Elon Musk who buy Twitter this is what literally next, unban yeah. him after he's anti-semitic to go oh, you know. he posted a tweet yeah. with him the other day there's a photo well, of both of them together well it's it's absolutely ridiculous it, I personally feel like we're going backwards because it's we have those policies in place you know like the Twitter moderation team and there are consequences. It's not cancel culture. It is literally, if you say something and then people don't want to hear it and think that it's quite offensive, you face, you, you literally read the terms and conditions. You say you read them after you scroll all the way past yeah. them and don't read them. But Elon Musk and 
I'll, I'll lump them in with Milo Yiannopoulos, Nick Fuentes. They're all part of the same, like, group that are like, oh, it's free speech, it's cancel culture that's saying I can't say this, and it gets all their base rolled up because everyone doesn't want to feel like they're getting restricted. But you look at Kanye West, you've given him another platform, that is going to have some ramifications. And yeah. it's terrifying because who knows where it's going to be. And the, the amount of people that still defend him because his mm. music's good and it's just I don't know there's a certain level of like there's admittedly he's one of the greatest art musicians of like some of those songs are fantastic but the separation you, of him from what he's saying now and the people who blindly defend him because they like Champion and they like um, his for earlier albums and his current albums it, it's it's unacceptable and I don't think people necessarily realise because I think there's a lot of culture at the moment which is like oh everyone's offended by everything this mm. there's there's you know I'm not going to get into the kind of cancel culture people being like this kind of snowflakeness but this is dangerous rhetoric because he has millions and millions and millions of followers there's been people standing on bridges um, spray painting signs saying Kanye's right about the Jews this leads this is called stochastic terrorism it's where rhetoric leads towards violence because yeah. all you yeah. need is one person who's listening to this one who's who's got some mental issues mental disturbances and they go they grab their gun that they're afforded by the second amendment and they go and shoot people mm-hmm. that's this no, will happen and it has happened this is and this ideology is is massively dangerous um and we need to stamp it out basically yeah no i agree and they're dining with the former president of the united states who we all know was a racist opinion show but he did mm. say Mexicans mm. are bringing crime and they're rapists um, which is dog whistle obviously yeah. Yeah. Um, it's barely even dog whistle it's like a foghorn but um, <laughs> uh, so and he has a genuine shot at being in power in the US again side yeah. note where did they go for dinner because <laughs> I feel like if, <laughs> the real question. if you're working there you'd be like what is going on like that. they're like a Far right tapas. No, it was in like Donald Trump's. The most bland it, was, food. Going? it was in Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump's oh, little man. president home oh. away from home, which he actually spent right. more time in. Um, so it wasn't like Pizza Express in Woking, just no, to bring no, more shame no. to them. No, unfortunately. But uh, the, the, the funniest, there is something funny coming out of this, is that Kanye West came in and asked if Donald Trump wanted to be his running mate. So Kanye West is oh. the president <laughs> in 2024. Kanye West was like, yeah, so the reason you're here is because I want to ask you to be my running mate. And the reporting is Donald Trump found that he got so incredibly angry at that statement, which, I mean, is funny, but also the fact that that's the bit that makes him angry is the (laughs) not the anti-Semitism, not the awfulness of the three people he's having dinner with, but the fact that Donald Trump is fallen so much in the public image that... Kanye West is like, you should be my Mike Pence. <laughs> so do we know what was actually discussed during this dinner? That's what they were there for. Probably okay. like Matt Hancock on I'm a Celeb, you know. Like <laughs> yeah, important just, topics. Just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's that's that news. And we're going to move to something slightly lighter, still to do with American politics, and then we'll play out and then we'll do a, a genuinely light-hearted C-block and we'll do some wow. nice fun well. games and stuff. Well, hopefully. I Emily's got a game that game. I haven't, I'm so I haven't actually played it yet. We'll see. So... Uh, Their midterms were last month. We talked about them briefly on the show before. Um, There is a Senate runoff on Tuesday, the 6th of December, uh, between Herschel Walker, a former football star in Georgia, and Raphael Warnock, the Democratic incumbent in the state. So just very, very briefly about this. The Senate is already Democratic. It's 50 to 49 uh, Democrats or Republicans. The Democrats... Um, will win because they have a tie-breaking vote in the Senate because Kamala Harris is the vice president. So they've already won the Senate. So this seat, even if the Republicans win, it doesn't make it 
uh, doesn't mean that Republicans are suddenly going to have control of both chambers, which is good. You know, in my opinion, that's a really, really good thing. Yeah. The difference between these two candidates was already shocking, okay? Uh, Raphael Warnock is a pastor. He's a pastor at Martin Luther King pastor. Jr.'s church. Pastor. Pastor. He's is not... he a penne? <laughs> is he a spaghetti? Oh, God. Okay. Um, but he's a, he's, you know, he's a very gentle, sweet man who genuinely, I believe, wants what's best for his constituents in Georgia. Herschel Walker has paid for multiple women to have abortions, despite the fact that he's signalled that he supports a total abortion ban without any exceptions for rape <sighs> or incest. Jacob Rees-Mogg is like quaking. He's like, yes. Yeah. Um, he's taking my brand. He also apparently threatened his ex-wife at gunpoint because he's an, another person who has open mental health issues and we're not making light of no. those mental health issues at all. Um, but he is physically threatened his wife and he um, has genuine he should not I don't believe be in this massively privileged position of being one of 100 US senators and there's an interview of him that came up the other day just before this um, uh, runoff election with Raphael um, Warnock and it's him talking about protecting the country like his house um, just see if you can follow his train of thought on this particular um, topic. The Curtis border. They said, how are you gonna do that? I said, well, I can do it then. You better put up a wall, a wall to work. Wall working around your house when you got a wall around your house, people don't do it. Yeah, but they can get in, but you know what? They get in, it'll be hard to get out. Cause I got a dog that, well, my dog really won't bite, but he put it bad anyway, but anyway. <laughs> He's got a dog. He's not, he doesn't bite, but it's pretty bad anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this man is, in my opinion, opinion show, utterly unqualified for office. And the now that the Senate isn't on the line, Republicans can't even pretend that they're voting in the better candidate. They just have to, I think, vote in the person who genuinely represents, like, will represent them, even if they don't agree with his ideology, which mm. is uh, like a, if he's Democrat, left wing. But I would say Howard Walker is really, really... A dangerous candidate because of his like himself he couldn't do that much in the position of senate but he's just dangerous because having him in the senate would be massively negative in my opinion okay to move something very very light before we finish out the america Bailey. topic <laughs> something light and fluffy, fluffy. um well we like all... bailey's jackets today yeah yeah it's oh my really... god go to the patreon no we don't have one <laughs> um, yes. but Yet. We'll if anyone who likes gay marriage so gay Wait, people what? Will, the majority of everyone should yeah like i kind of started that very weird <laughs> anyway, anyone who likes on the floor this is all for you gay politics. marriage lovers out there um, <laughs> this is for you <laughs> <laughs> well the respect for marriage act passed Woo! the senate which the is a big minimum. deal um you know bars on the floor to protect something exactly. that previously um we thought, oh yeah, it's been passed in 2013. Yeah. Americans can now get married if they're two dudes and two gals. Um, but <laughs> as we saw earlier this year, that doesn't happen. So of course, with the American system, it, a Supreme Court ruling sets a precedent. Yeah. And there is an earlier act that did outlaw gay marriage because it did explicitly say that marriage had to be between a man and a woman. Yep. This respects for marriage act, which was actually supported with 12 Republicans voting in favour. Well done know, to those right? 12. Thanks, guys. Well <laughs> Thank you for the right. Bare minimum. Um, the <laughs> Which, the for the record, 38 Republicans voted against it. Yeah, I love that. 38 Republicans voted against it. Thanks to the 12. <laughs> <laughs> voted against making gay marriage a right. Yeah. That's what happened yep. here. Like, it, this. Basically, really clear what it means it. is what happens with 
what happened with Roe v. Wade, it's going to be more difficult to happen. Yeah. It still passes some responsibility onto the state level, so the fight is not over yet. But it is going to go to the House of Representatives, and the likelihood is it will pass through that. Yeah. And Joe Biden just needs to like yeah. have his little photo up with yeah, the with his lovely pen. So a couple of things there. The reason that it was they had to do this is because the Supreme Court is now overturning precedent. So Roe v. Wade has mm. been precedent for about fifty years, yeah. and yeah. the Supreme Court has started going back through old cases, going nah, nah, nah. <laughs> we don't like we this don't anymore. Like this act. Even though all the Supreme Court nominees who Trump put on, and this is a direct link to Donald Trump, is that the reason that Roe v. Wade was overturned is because he put three Supreme Court justices on the court and they've overturned, they've given their court a massive right-wing majority of six to three and now they're overturning precedent and there was risk of, because when they overturned Roe v. Wade, when they overturned the women's right to abortion in America, they also said that other rulings including um, gay marriage, gay sex, <gasps> were next. They were basically saying we should look at other precedents we've set as well. So that's why... Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, came that's my marriage and I was okay. So this is why they had to do this. So that's the what the court is currently doing. But three of the justices said in their confirmation hearings in the Senate they wouldn't try and overturn uh, precedent, and then here they are. Oopsie. But the yeah. Supreme Court doesn't have a mechanism for removing Supreme Court justices. They are mm. there now until they? they choose to resi- resign. So or die. Donald Trump's legacy... Usually die. Yeah. His legacy is the Supreme Court. His legacy is the fact that civil liberties in the US will likely be overturned consistently over the next few years. So his legacy is basically something that we overturn the lives of millions of Americans yeah. for ages. Yeah. He confirmed yeah. as many Supreme Court justices as Obama did in his eight-year term, in his four-year term. Because yeah. he stole yeah. two seats. He stole one from Obama mm-hmm. in the last year of Obama's presidency. And in September of 2020, two months before they had an election, which obviously Joe Biden won, he confirmed another justice yeah. when Ruth yeah. Bader Ginsburg yeah. died. That was <sighs> and I mean, yeah. To go back yeah. on what we were talking about with abortion, it's the influence that the US has over the world is massive. And so this position of the Supreme Court can have like yeah. strong effects on the entire world and its yeah. policies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what's happening in America often is kind of a great massive culture and it starts happening everywhere else. So yeah. abortion rights being in question there means that we all have to start thinking about it and protecting our rights yeah. to it. And yeah. it's a bare minimum that linking back to our earlier conversation that we've put it into our constitution we're going to put it into our bill of rights now but this is a, this is a right that we have to fight for continually and yeah. i think we all need to be aware that this right can go away very quickly as it did in america without the popular vote without yeah. us without we, don't, we don't have to people. vote for it to go away we can all agree on it and it can still go away yeah which yeah. is what happened there to play us out oh, here so we're, jolly we're gonna have <laughs> Happy of, Friday! A little bit of Kids in America, and I promise the next bit will be a little oh, bit Oh, the pressure's on me. <laughs> um, Emily's made a game, and yes. we're all going to judge it harshly. Oh, I'm really happens. excited about it. Exactly. So see you all in a couple minutes. This is University Radio Bath. Hello. Before we move on to our next uh, section, we apparently have some breaking news. So... Um, that's the breaking news alarm. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> what is the breaking news? Okay, so Someone Adam hasn't seen this news, so I'm going to read you the headline and you're going to do live a live react. reaction. Apparently I'm not allowed to look at my phone. No, okay, okay. so this is, this is the breaking news. Sajid Javid Sajid to Javid. stand down as MP at next election. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Right? That is very interesting. It is, That isn't shows, it? I think, in my opinion, on this opinion show, that Saji Javid knows he can't be bothered anymore. absolutely wiped out because yeah. he's in a relatively safe conservative seat. And yeah. if he's worried for his... Why would he stand out? He's quite young. He's like yeah. he's quite he was high up in the Tory party. He was he's held got, secretary. He's got a genuine shot at leadership in the next, like you know, in the next in te- yeah. ten months when they do another leadership election. I'm sure. If he's standing down, he is confident that they're going to lose and doesn't want to go through the embarrassment of losing another an election. It also it also says eleven other sitting Tory MPs are set to quit. I don't know what this the is what the okay. rate is, but I th- I'd say that's quite high, especially now. But yeah, okay. So that's the breaking news. Fantastic. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, uh, an opinion show. I don't particularly want a Tory government, and I don't. Uh, I'm glad. It's that just significant that that an important mm. member of the party just. If is, these people start looking like in 2010, lots of veteran Gordon Brown, Tony Blair people were like, "I'm not going to stand for election because yeah. you know, they knew they were going to lose their seat, and it's, yeah. they didn't want to go through the, the humiliation of losing their seat." Um, so it's different if you resigned before. So yeah. that's yes. what's happened. Also, I think important to note, it's not just the, like, now popular Tories. It's also not, like, the historical heavyweights. Yeah. It is also the future of the Tory party that are stepping Yeah, because he's really yeah. young, isn't he? Yeah, he, he ran for leader twice. Yeah, he yeah, ran But you also have Dahana Davison, who was literally, like, she was doing a Liz Truss. She was rocketing up. She was popular. She's young. <laughs> this is crazy. Like... She takes all the boxes for potential future. She's planning leader. on killing the economy um, in a month. Right, like <laughs> it's already dead. She's gonna outlive a legacy. Um but she fully has decided to step down at the next the general election. And it's absolute I I think it's a sign that there must be something going on inside the Conservative yeah. Party. Their internal polling must be hilarious. Because I think we yeah. see we see public polling, which is obviously public domain and stuff, so we can see mm. all parties do their own polling to see like what issues they should push for. Um, and if they are seeing polling, which is making Shadid Javid go, I'm going to resign and yeah. not run the next election, it must be bad. It must be as yeah. bad as it looks in the public eye because he's in a relatively safe seat. Yeah. And he's also a big name in the Conservative Party. There's a possibility that Boris Johnson's going to lose his seat in the next election because hey. it's a relatively, as Tory seats go, it's not that safe. Obviously, he's no longer Prime Minister. But um, What? Yeah, so that... You know, <laughs> since two, when? Why did no one tell it's me? It's been two since. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But So, yeah, hopefully there's wide so part for Tory's in, in other show. leaving party news... Um, Wait, no, not we. Well, Ian Blackford has has stood down as the leader of the SNP in the House of Commons yesterday. Emily loves Ian Blackford. So yes, I I I, <laughs> I quite enjoy his like in um, PMQs. She does just enjoy just too. him kind of. I just really enjoyed his like Sam questions Dunn. and yeah yeah yeah. He always have something funny to say, mm. especially to Boris, and it's always good to watch him squirm. So, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> So there have been rumours that he was going to resign since March because of the infighting in the SNP. And then obviously recently the the NDREF 2 was deemed un. Yeah, we discussed this last week. The UK Supreme Court said that they couldn't do another referendum. So then also there was some controversy in, uh, I think it was 2016, when um, Ian Blackford was defending MP Patrick Grady, who... Um, there was a sexual misconduct case around him and Ian Blackford just kind of defended it and brushed it under the carpet and Not so that's all been that's all been dredged back up again um, 
Not but good. yeah, so and then the people are now saying that this is Nicola Sturgeon. Like Nicola Sturgeon's been losing control of the SNP for quite a while, and they're now saying that this is all. This is getting to the point where it's something like she's going to have to do something um, drastic. Probably resign would be the easiest no. thing, but I don't think In she my will. Opinion, I love Nicola Sturgeon. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yes. I think just to add on to that as well, to do with the Stephen Grady case, he still sits in the Commons. Yeah. He lost the whip, um, and that was only after another allegation came out. But also, Ian Blackford did suffer from bullying allegations from a former aide yeah. himself. Um, so, as squeaky clean as we'd like him to be, no, yeah. he's not. He's he not. And it's a very big shame, I think, especially it is. with our. I mean, I'm quite fond of the SNP, especially their sort of like stance of how they put Scotland first you know pushing for gender reform and and yeah. I do think Nicola Sturgeon is at a huge risk at the next general election yeah. she's turned into a de facto referendum yeah 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 and that's the other thing is that because she said this is this is a de facto referendum that yeah I think the SNP is gonna lose quite a lot of the support they're gambling on that, aren't yeah, they? this gamb- is their line if they win then they've got well that's their that's their point yeah so i know we've had it's quite a heavy episode there's been a lot of awful men doing awful things so i thought i thought let's let's um let's have a fun little game based around ian blackford just to just to say bye-bye so um the name of the game is is it ian or is it ian accurate oh wow Claire, thank you. So, um, I've got three questions for everyone. They are facts. You have to tell me whether it's about Ian Blackford. It's a fact about Ian Blackford. (laughs) Or if it's a fact about something else. This is good. If it's a fact about something else, you can try and guess what it is Mm. about. Okay? Fantastic. So, are you ready? Mm -hmm. ready. Bailey, I'll start with you. (gasps) Question one. Question. Oh, Oh, no. Did you write down question (laughs) on your document? That is... (laughs) Question one. So sorry. It's a bit A&B politics. Question question one. Um, He stormed out of his workplace for using the word misled. Ian or Ian accurate? That's Ian. I I know that. (laughs) (laughs) It is Ian. Do you know? Do you know the circumstances? So it was to do with Partygate, and he was saying that Boris Johnson knowingly misled Parliament, and then like they're like. Uh, Lindsey Graham was how dare you say that or yeah. no he left before he could get told off he was like yeah. this basically ding dong ditching but to do yeah. with the this was really cool. I, I, like, was cool I really rated him doing yeah. that because it was like yeah Boris Johnson lied and the silly rules my yeah. opinion rules of the house of commons say you so he can't say someone else lied when they did uh, yeah when it's not been proved and then Ian was like I'm there leaving. Was photos and videos yeah, yeah, and pies yeah, yeah. yeah anyway but. well done you get a point okay Lexi, is this Ian or is it Ian okay. accurate? For the record, before I have absolutely like you don't no idea what is going on in British <laughs> politics. It's just going to be my view on British right. politics, which is quite low oh. in my <laughs> opinion. Okay, are you ready? Are you I'm ready? probably going to think it's true. Are you ready for the fact? Go. He is known for eating berries and fruits when they are in season. Ooh, is that inaccurate? Ian or Ian accurate? He doesn't strike me as the man that would eat berries, so I'd say inaccurate. It is. It is Ian accurate. Oh. Yeah. This is not Ian Blackford. This is a blackbird. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Why do you think he's not a man that oh eats berries? <laughs> uh, you oh know what? God. Just seeing his picture and hearing that him, <laughs> that's I'm like, he doesn't eat berries. I'm going to you next. Like, slaughters the lambs and he will eat the lambs that he raises. See? Lambs, not berries. Kind of yeah, okay. Can we, really Adam. quickly, before anyone asks a question, we gave a chronology of the game. I came up with a rights game and then Emma was like, texting me like, last night saying I've got an eating game and I was like okay we'll just go for it we're and doing my eating none of us have any idea what this is apart from <laughs> this is and I think it's amazing <laughs> okay Adam yeah are you ready is this Ian is it Ian accurate his okay. height is between 0.07 metres yeah and 2.45 metres it must be between them yeah must be, that's, that's real it must be between them it's a trick question it is it, it is a fact about Ian because he probably is <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't. I don't know how tall Ian Blackford is. So, and I couldn't go measure him yesterday. I didn't have time. So I'm assuming. Yeah, like I was. I was bombarding him on Twitter. I got blocked. Um, Oh yeah. No. So yes, he probably he probably is between seven millimeters and 2.45 but this is both ian and the river roke at blackford bridge oh, oh wow it's near manchester how much time did this take you <laughs> quite a while um bailey yes. is this ian is it ian accurate he compared boris to monty python's black knight running around declaring that it was a flesh wound uh, I know that that was said, and I don't know if it was Ian, because I feel like he probably would have gone with a more Scottish reference. He probably would have been like, Are you like a hugger? I know ain't that. Yeah, to make a cop. Um, that was pretty good. I'm going to say... Ian, Ian accurate. I'm going to say it's Ian accurate. You're wrong, it's Ian. Oh. He did say it. It was about when um, all the MPs were resigning. Um, oh. So that's the that's the... That's the context. Lexi, question two to you. Um, Is this an Ian or Ian accurate quote? Oh, it is a lamb. That's the whole quote. Well, it is a lamb. It is a lamb. (laughs) It is a lamb. Full stop. A lamb is an L A M B B O. Baby sheep. Well, I'll say yes. Yeah, it is Ian. It is Ian. Someone saw a photo of him holding a sheep and they asked him what breed of dog it was and he said <laughs> it was a lamb. There you go. Adam. Hello. Question two to you. Oh. He is married he married a yeoman. A yeoman? A yeoman. I don't think that's right. That's Ian accurate. No, it is Ian. His oh. his his wife is called Anne Yeoman. Thank you for that. How do you, how do you feel about that? <laughs> this was, this, was the, really. this is the, the dregs of the game. Okay, I've got one more question for everyone before Adam loses the will to live. Yeah. Okay. This, <laughs> okay, Bailey, this oh. is an Ian Blackford quote from a speech about Scottish independence. Is it Ian or Ian accurate? You ready? Yeah. I want a wife and children and grow crops, but it's all for nothing, nothing if you don't have freedom. I think that's inaccurate. Yes, that's correct. Oh, it was too nice of the quote it's, it's, to be from him. It's uh, a quote from Braveheart. Yeah, yeah. I got really stuck on the on like William Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> so then, but yeah, okay. I can imagine him though in like the Scottish Highlands, 
bear trying to face Billy. Yeah, that's probably my waist and my lambs back home. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Lexi, you ready? So ready. Okay, he is a millionaire. I really hope not. I'm going to say it's inaccurate. That's incorrect. He is a millionaire. He really um, was an investment. A million. He was an investment banker in the city before he moved up and bought a farm. So, oh. yeah. Okay, Strong. Adam. That's a shame. Hello. This is this is the. I can't remember the points. I do have a tie break, but I am anyway. at two points. Yeah, Adam, are you ready? Yeah. yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. He is traveling down a snowy mountainous range at a speed. He is. Yep. Right now. Yep. I don't think he is. <laughs> no. That is Ian accurate. <laughs> because this is not Ian. This is skiing. <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna end it? <laughs> when I when I tell you that whole game was was conducted around my invention of the word skiing. <laughs> Genuinely, it all makes sense now. There you go. That's the game. I do have wow. a tie break. Anyone interested? Yeah, we're yeah, two yeah. Okay, how many does? It uh, doesn't matter. Everyone has two. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He had. He has Give the pain of two. skiing. Yeah, I do. I'm done. Um, okay, are you ready for the tie break? He was first introduced to the world in 1908. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's the inaccurate. Lexi, what do you think? I'm going to go for Ian Accurate as well. Yeah, no, that wasn't Ian Blackford. That was just a black Ford. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and on that note, that's the end of the game. Fantastic. Do I, I actually, win because I said it first? Coincidentally. Yeah. I think yeah. you're all losers because... <laughs> you to listen to skiing. I, <laughs> genuinely, that was where the game came from, was, oh my God. was skiing. I feel like the next game should be just seeing where you're going with your puns. It's the last time. We're, <laughs> it's the last time Emily Yeah, I'm not sure I'm allowed to speak ever again. <laughs> no, this is it. Um, thank you all for listening today. Uh, yeah. I hope you if enjoyed the game. If anyone actually managed to listen live, but if not, you might be hearing this on podcast form. If you are listening to a podcast, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, where yes. Emily recently got banned um, for <laughs> bullying Matt it? Hancock. No, <laughs> no, I think it was what I said about Bath Spa. Oh, that might be it. But thank it you. was worth it. <laughs> it was really good tweet. So follow us on Any Politics on yeah. Instagram and Twitter. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed. And if you did show. like the game, please do email. Uh, send letters to Adam and tell him that um, yeah, to let I want, me I only accept letters I don't to expect, let me yeah, come up with I more games because I think I'll be banned from but. games <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll take a poll and we'll so, see if wait, she's also, to come back on next week <laughs> I just want to say um, what's everyone got planned for the for the winter holidays is anyone going skiing <laughs> no you no. just you, <laughs> it's fun to I say. accept me